Hello, fellow trauma nerds. I hope this day finds you well. We have a clip here from a recent Instagram live stream focused on using the parenting love tips for teenagers. You will hear us refer to comments and questions made by listeners during the live stream. Why do I mention this? Well, thank you for asking. I mention this because if you would like to connect with Justin and I during the Instagram live chats, you totally can. Every Sunday night, you can find us live streaming around 9.15 p.m., that's California time, on Instagram. Maybe we'll see you there next Sunday, and in the meantime, please enjoy this mini-episode. Hey, Mercedes. Hi. <laughs> How you been? I feel like it's been a long Good. time. We don't see each other every day at work anymore, so it's like... I know. I just, like, there's a disconnect now. There's not. There is, yeah. <laughs> Let's um I, wanna... I just said there's not. <laughs> oh. All right, you want to go first? You want me to go first? We're talking about teenagers. Both of us picked teenager questions. I know. Um yeah, I kept gravitating towards the um the teenager ones. Let's do it. And I I was like, why is this happening? What's going on? And I realized I have a teenager and this is blowing my mind. And let me tell you, every it's single true. day he is legit like um like more and more of a teenager like more of a stereotypical teenager <sighs> horrible and that's it's it's frightening it's horrible it's annoying it's uh sad it's so many things okay so that's my story <laughs> what's your what? you go first oh, okay <laughs> all right so the The question that I picked is, do the parenting love tips apply to teens also? Oh, yeah. Um, And we didn't explicitly, maybe we did say this in the episode about the four ways of expressing love that children will experience as love. And just to recap that real quick, um, is that you can say it out loud, write it down, physical affection, or play. Like there's four ways that kids will Mm -hmm. experience your love as love. Um, and the difference here is that like parents will say, well, I, I cook for my kids or I buy them clothes. And of course that comes from love, but does your child experience it as love? That's, that's what we're, what we're talking about in that episode. Um, mm-hmm. so there was four ways and this person wanted to know, well, does that apply to child, uh, to teenagers as well? And yeah, absolutely it does. But I think it might look a little bit different, but for the most part, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would, my kids aren't teen yet, teens yet, but I, I imagine I'll still be saying it out loud. Just saying I love you. Yeah. I do. I yeah. I have imagining you know, that I'll yell it out loud at their school. I don't know why I imagine that, <laughs> but I do. That's that's true. It's just the reality of it. I yeah. haven't done that yet to my son, but I I think I commented the other day on your on an Instagram post of yours. I like I literally was running down the hallway <laughs> chasing my son saying, yeah. I love you, I love you. I, like pretty loud. I, I imagine it was fun. It might get uh, maybe it gets more awkward to say it out loud to a teenager, maybe. But um, at this point, I don't have one I don't one think yet, if you've grown up, though, like if they've grown up hearing it, I don't know, it doesn't yeah. feel awkward to me. Maybe starting it. the same. Maybe starting it when they're like 16 years old might be a challenge. Yeah. But if, I, I'm assuming that this is part of your normal life, that it's a non-issue. And I think that holds true with the kids that I met with where it's more part of their daily life, that they hear I love you, yeah. which is pretty rare. But um. That is, yeah, I love my parents. They love me. And yeah, so what? You know, but the parents, for the kids yeah. who don't hear that, which is most of them, that uh, they really want to hear it or feel it from their parents. But at that point, it's like, I've never heard it. Or I, I rarely mm-hmm. hear it. 
or when I do hear it, I don't trust it. So I, I, I can see why it might be a challenge, but no, they still need to hear it and saying it out loud is totally valid. So the second way was to write it down. And yeah, I think writing it down can be just fine for a teenager. I think it might be through a text message, maybe. That'd be a safe way to do it. But writing it down and leaving a note, I don't see why that would have to change. I think that could be effective too. Yeah. And honestly, like they might take it in better if it's written down versus being said out loud. You know, the whole, if, if it's too uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think we have to talk about, or not talk about, we have to think about how our kids, once they're teenagers, have changed their, um, like their method of communication, I guess. And for a teenager, at least right now, you know, text is is much bigger than verbal <laughs> verbal communication or writing it in a different way. So yeah, the, so saying, I don't know if that was... Um, Confusing, but just saying it in a way that they can hear it. I think that's the biggest point that we were trying to make. With the first one, when yeah. we talked about this. And the yeah. second one was writing it down. That's the second way to say I love you. And yeah, I think that could work yeah. with teenagers just as fine. Um, the third way was physical affection. But this might be less affectionate. Like it might be maybe not as big of a hug, maybe. Um, I, I can't imagine not hugging the heck out of my kids, no matter how old they are. And when I hug my parents, like I still love it. You know, like that never. Yeah. Actually, that did go away for quite a while when I was a teenager. Um, oh, really? It came back. Though. Yeah. I was one of those really um, pain in the butt teens who uh, <laughs> isolated himself in his room and come on, mom, stop! Like I, that was me, totally. <laughs> Leave me alone, God. Um, very much me. But I, but I appreciate a lot of stuff now. But I think that like physical affection could be fine. It might be like an arm around the shoulder kind of thing. Maybe that's a safer mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, but I, I still think physical affection, like a pat on the back, or if you're, I don't know. I, I still think that they need that. And the teens that I work with, they they yeah. still say they need hugs from their parents. Like it, they might not say it out loud to the parents, but they still need it. You know, that doesn't go away. Right, right. And the last one is playing. I think play still works with teenagers. Um, again, it might look a little bit different and maybe it's through video games. I think video games is a fine option for playing. It's not exactly the same type of play like, you know, playing with blocks with a toddler or um, playing tag with, you know, a seven-year-old. It's a different kind of play, but it's still play. Like there's a level of competition. So there's a level of fight, but also being safe and social. Like the flight system, I'm sorry, the fight system's activated because it's very competitive. And if you're playing online, it could be extremely competitive, but you're still safe and social because you're playing with each other. And if you're if you have a mm-hmm. shared common goal, like I think video games are a fine option. Uh, but playing catch with a teenager, like there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, a sport that you can share together, uh, a shared hobby, something that you can both get into. These are all play, and these are all ways to express that you love your teenager by sharing in an activity together. So I don't think that changes whatsoever. I think that when it comes to play. That you're no longer exactly the center of their world like when they're younger. It's all about the parents. It's yeah. a huge deal. That's a really good point. Yeah. But, so it's you're still extremely important, but you're not the center of the world anymore. Uh, but you're still absolutely needed. And I just would ask people to trust me on this because I hear from the teenagers. They won't say it out loud to their parents, but they're still absolutely needed. But it's more of like I need this my parent as a support while I go accomplish things, you know? Versus like my parent holding my hand, yeah. being there with me while I go accomplish things. Like I just need my parent as a support. 
to help me to um, support me accomplishing my own stuff, my own goals and gaining my own independence. But expressing love and feeling loved is still, I think, 100% a part of that. Absolutely. I I think you hit on the point multiple times. I think the only thing that's different about teenagers is it just looks a little bit different because they're not the three-year-old toddler that we can pick up and cuddle anymore. And they're not the seven or nine-year-old that we can hold hands with. And, you know, it, it just looks a little different. So it's almost like um, sometimes I think about it as like when you translate a language, but right now, but in this case, you're translating, you know, the age, I guess. You're translating your love into a different form of communicating that love. It's the same. It's the same message. It's the same information. It's just giving it to them in a way that they can accept it and that feels comfortable for them. Yeah, true. But also, if it comes down to it and you feel comfortable just giving your teenager a hug, just do it. They will be okay. Well, right, yes. Even if it embarrasses them. Yeah. Or if they feel uncomfortable, (laughs) they're going to be okay. For the most part, they'll be okay. Now, if it's like they've been traumatized and safe, they don't know how to recognize safe touching, that's different. But for the most part. Yeah. But even, uh, for for the most part, I would say you express love in the way that you feel comfortable expressing love. If it's genuine, that, that will come across. They will feel that. And even if they're uncomfortable or whatever, they'll be okay. They'll get over it. You know what I mean? So I, I would rather have parents yeah. just put it out there in a way that they're comfortable with versus holding back for some reason and being too insecure to like express that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This was, this is a really good point here. She says, when a child feels he or she has nothing to come home to, is when you start losing them. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We hear, and there has to be something. You work with the little younger ones. Do you find that to be true with the teenagers? That's absolutely true. No, it absolutely is true with the younger ones as well. I think that's a... Honestly, I think that's a constant for, for any age of human. Because, I mean, how many parents and families have we worked with oh, where, yeah. you know, like maybe mom doesn't want to come home because what's at home for her or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I can think of one little guy that is there currently. Just it's a sad situation where it doesn't feel like there's stuff to come home to, you know? Yeah, that's pretty. I think it must be every kid I work with, I swear. Like it's. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think that's where much. so much of this stuff starts. And it's, you know, we're going back to like some polyvagal theory stuff. But it, if there's nothing there, then what are you working for? What's What's the point kind of a thing? So you have to work on the relationship and the connections and just all of the stuff that that's what we talk about all the time. Sorry. That's what like, it's, it's uh, not frustrating, not defeating, but I noticed that with the kids that we work with that, that we don't always have that strong emotional support at home. And yeah. it makes things so much more difficult. If I had, if I could work, it really does. I wish I could work with a client that had like a supportive, loving foundation at home. I feel like there'd be a, the turnaround would be pretty darn quick, but like I, I can't. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It's completely I, different. When I do have that, the amount of sessions it takes is a lot faster. Like the turnaround is like boom, they're gone. They're, they're good. But if we don't have yeah. that strong foundation or even any foundation that I can't build from, it takes a lot longer to to get unstuck mm-hmm. and to stay unstuck. It's such a huge difference. I can I can bring to mind like a handful of families that I've worked with throughout the years where. There was true love and support at home for the child. Expressed and, those and were, felt and accepted. Uh, yes, yeah. communicated. Yes. And it makes such a significant difference in that child's life, just in so many different ways. So, yeah. 
Definitely. All right. All right. So wrapping it up, we are going to be recording and just crunching out much more content. I mean, we're a machine at this point, aren't we? Now that you're doing half the editing, yeah, like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, we're, we got a lot of stuff. I don't know how you were doing it before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't right. know either. I'm like, how did I do so, that? Because <laughs> I still I feel know. like I'm overwhelmed, but now you're doing half of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are putting out much more though. So. All right, say goodbye to these pearly whites. But all right, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye to those pearly white. They're fantastic, and goodbye to Huge all of change. you, lovely people. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. You have to end. I did. There we go. <laughs> cool, cool, cool.